You're listening to The Big Bible Read, an initiative of The Pulse and The Word radio stations. For Bible study resources and to join a community of other Bible readers, visit BigBibleRead.com. Genesis 26. There was a famine in the land, subsequent to the earlier famine that occurred in the days of Abraham. Isaac went to Abimelech, king of the Philistines at Gerar. The Lord appeared to Isaac and said, Do not go down to Egypt. Settle down in the land that I will point out to you. Stay in this land. Then I will be with you and will bless you. For I will give all these lands to you and to your descendants, and I will fulfill the solemn promise I made to your father Abraham. I will multiply your descendants so they will be as numerous as the stars in the sky, and I will give them all these lands. All the nations of the earth will pronounce blessings on one another using the name of your descendants. All this will come to pass because Abraham obeyed me and kept my charge, my commandments, my statutes, and my laws. So Isaac settled in Gerar. When the men of the place asked him about his wife, he replied, She is my sister. He was afraid to say, She is my wife. For he thought to himself, The men of this place will kill me to get Rebekah because she is very beautiful. After Isaac had been there a long time, Abimelech, king of the Philistines, happened to look out his window and observed Isaac caressing his wife, Rebekah. So Abimelech summoned Isaac and said, She is really your wife. Why did you say she is my sister? Isaac replied, Because I thought someone might kill me to get her. Then Abimelech exclaimed, What in the world have you done to us? One of the men nearly took your wife to bed, and you would have brought guilt on us. So Abimelech commanded all the people, Whoever touches this man or his wife will surely be put to death. When Isaac planted in that land, he reaped in the same year a hundred times what he had sown because the Lord blessed him. The man became wealthy. His influence continued to grow until he became very prominent. He had so many sheep and cattle and such a great household of servants that the Philistines became jealous of him. So the Philistines took dirt and filled up all the wells that his father's servants had dug back in the days of his father Abraham. When Abimelech said to Isaac, Leave us and go elsewhere, for you have become much more powerful than we are. So Isaac left there and settled in the Gerar Valley. Isaac reopened the wells that had been dug back in the days of his father Abraham, for the Philistines had stopped them up after Abraham died. Isaac gave these wells the same names his father had given them. When Isaac's servants dug in the valley and discovered a well with fresh flowing water there, The herdsmen of Gerar quarreled with Isaac's herdsmen, saying, The water belongs to us. So Isaac named the well Essek, because they argued with him about it. His servants dug another well, but they quarreled over it too. So Isaac named it Sitna. Then he moved away from there and dug another well. They did not quarrel over it. So Isaac named it Rehoboth, saying, For now the Lord has made room for us, and we will prosper in the land. From there Isaac went up to Beersheba, The Lord appeared to him that night and said, I am the God of your father Abraham. Do not be afraid, for I am with you. I will bless you and multiply your descendants for the sake of my servant Abraham. Then Isaac built an altar there and worshiped the Lord. He pitched his tent there, and his servants dug a well. Now Abimelech had come to him from Gerar along with Ahuzah, his friend, and Pekul, the commander of his army. Isaac asked them, Why have you come to me? You hate me and sent me away from you. They replied, We could plainly see the Lord is with you, so we decided that there should be a pact between us, between us and you. Allow us to make a treaty with you, so that you will not do us any harm, 
just as we have not harmed you, but he have always treated you well before sending you away in peace. Now you are blessed by the Lord. So Isaac held a feast for them and they celebrated. Early in the morning, they made a treaty with each other. Isaac sent them off. They separated on good terms. That day, Isaac's servants came and told him about the well they had dug. We found water, they reported. So he named it Sheba. That is why the name of the city has been Beersheba to this day. When Esau was 40 years old, he married Judith, the daughter of Beeri the Hittite, as well as Bosimoth, the daughter of Elon the Hittite. They caused Isaac and Rebekah great anxiety. Chapter 27 When Isaac was old and his eyes were so weak that he was almost blind, he called his older son Esau and said to him, My son, here I am, Esau replied. Isaac said, Since I am old, I could die at any time. Therefore, take your weapons, your quiver and your bow, and go out into the open fields and hunt down some wild game for me. Then prepare me some tasty food, the kind I love, and bring it to me. Then I will eat it so that I may bless you before I die. Now Rebekah had been listening while Isaac spoke to his son Esau. When Esau went out to the open fields to hunt down some wild game and bring it back, Rebekah said to her son Jacob, Look, I overheard your father tell your brother Esau, Bring me some wild game and prepare me some tasty food. Then I will eat it and bless you in the presence of the Lord before I die. Now then, my son, do exactly what I tell you. Go to the flock and get me two of the best young goats. I'll prepare them in a tasty way for your father, just the way he loves them. Then you will take it to your father. Thus he will eat it and bless you before he dies. But Esau, my brother, is a hairy man, Jacob protested to his mother Rebekah, and I have smooth skin. My father may touch me. Then he'll think I'm mocking him, and I'll bring a curse on myself instead of a blessing. So his mother told him, Any curse against you will fall on me, my son. Just obey me. Go and get them for me. So he went and got the goats and brought them to his mother. She prepared some tasty food, just the way his father loved it. Then Rebekah took her older son Esau's best clothes, which she had with her in the house, and put them on her younger son Jacob. She put the skins of the young goats on his hands and the smooth part of his neck. Then she handed the tasty food and the bread she had made to her son Jacob. He went to his father and said, My father, Isaac replied, Here I am. Which are you, my son? Jacob said to his father, I am Esau, your firstborn. I've done as you told me. Now sit up and eat some of my wild game so you can bless me. But Isaac asked his son, How in the world did you find it quickly, my son? Because the Lord your God brought it to me, he replied. Then Isaac said to Jacob, Come closer so I can touch you, my son, and know for certain if you are really my son Esau. So Jacob went over to his father Isaac, who felt him and said, His voice is Jacob's, but the hands are Esau's. He did not recognize him because his hands were hairy like his brother Esau's hands. So Isaac blessed Jacob. Then he asked, Are you really my son Esau? I am, Jacob replied. Isaac said, Bring me some of the wild game for me to eat, my son. Then I will bless you. So Jacob brought it to him, and he ate it. He also brought him wine, and Isaac drank. Then his father Isaac said to him, Come here and kiss me, my son. So Jacob went over and kissed him. When Isaac caught the scent of his clothing, he blessed him, saying, Yes, my son smells like the scent of an open field which the Lord has blessed. May God give you the dew of the sky and the richness of the earth and plenty of grain and new wine. May people serve you and nations bow down to you. You will be Lord over your brothers, and the sons of your mother will bow down to you. 
May those who curse you be cursed, and those who bless you be blessed. Isaac had just finished blessing Jacob, and Jacob had scarcely left his father's presence when his brother Esau returned from the hunt. He also prepared some tasty food and brought it to his father. Esau said to him, My father, get up and eat some of your son's wild game. Then you can bless me. His father Isaac asked, Who are you? I am your firstborn son, he replied, Esau. Isaac began to shake violently and asked, Then who else hunted game and brought it to me? I ate all of it just before you arrived, and I blessed him. He will indeed be blessed. When Esau heard his father's words, he wailed loudly and bitterly. He said to his father, Bless me too, my father. But Isaac replied, Your brother came in here deceitfully and took away your blessing. Esau exclaimed, Jacob is the right name for him. He has tripped me up two times. He took away my birthright, and now look, he has taken away my blessing. Then he asked, Have you not kept back a blessing for me? Isaac replied to Esau, Look, I have made him Lord over you. I have made all his relatives his servants and provided him with grain and new wine. What is left I can do for you, my son? Esau said to his father, Do you have only that one blessing, my father? Bless me too. Then Esau wept loudly. So his father Isaac said to him, See here, your home will be the richness of the earth. And by the dew of the sky above, you will live by your sword, but you will serve your brother. When you grow restless, you will tear off his yoke from your neck. So Esau hated Jacob because of the blessing his father had given his brother. Esau said privately, the time of mourning my father is near. Then I will kill my brother Jacob. When Rebekah heard what her older son Esau had said, she quickly summoned her younger son Jacob and told him, look, your brother Esau is planning to get revenge by killing you. Now then, my son, do what I say. Run away immediately to my brother Laban in Haran. Live with him for a little while until your brother's rage subsides. Stay there until your brother's anger against you subsides and he forgets what you did to him. Then I'll send someone to bring you back from there. Why should I lose both of you in one day? Then Rebekah said to Isaac, I am deeply depressed because of the daughters of Heth. If Jacob were to marry one of the daughters of Heth who live in this land... I would want to die. Matthew chapter 9 After getting into a boat, he crossed to the other side and came to his own town. Just then, some people brought to him a paralytic lying on a stretcher. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Have courage, son. Your sins are forgiven. Then some of the experts in the law said to themselves, This man is blaspheming. When Jesus perceived their thoughts, he said, Why do you respond with evil in your hearts? Which is easier, to say your sins are forgiven, or to say stand up and walk? But so that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. So he said to the paralytic, Stand up, take your stretcher, and go home. So he stood up and went home. When the crowd saw this, they were afraid and honored God who had given such authority to men. As Jesus went on from there, he saw a man named Matthew sitting at the tax booth. Follow me, he said to him. So he got up and followed him. As Jesus was having a meal in Matthew's house, many tax collectors and sinners came and ate with Jesus and his disciples. When the Pharisees saw this, they said to his disciples, 
Why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? When Jesus heard this, he said, Those who are healthy don't need a physician, but those who are sick do. Go and learn what this saying means. I want mercy, not sacrifice. For I did not come to call the righteous, but sinners. Then John's disciples came to Jesus and asked, Why do we and the Pharisees fast often, but your disciples don't fast? Jesus said to them, The wedding guests cannot mourn while the bridegroom is with them, can they? But the days are coming when the bridegroom will be taken from them, and then they will fast. No one sews a patch of unshrunk cloth on an old garment, because the patch will pull away from the garment, and the tear will be worse. And no one pours new wine into old wineskins, otherwise the skins burst and the wine is spilled out, and the skins are destroyed. Instead, they put new wine in new wineskins, and both are preserved. As he was saying these things, a leader came, bowed low before him, and said, My daughter has just died, but come and lay your hand on her, and she will live. Jesus and his disciples got up and followed him. But a woman who had been suffering from a hemorrhage for twelve years came up behind him and touched the edge of his cloak. For she kept saying to herself, If only I touch his cloak, I will be healed. But when Jesus turned and saw her, he said, Have courage, daughter. Your faith has made you well. And the woman was healed from that hour. When Jesus entered the leader's house, he saw the flute players and the disorderly crowd. He said, Go away, for the girl is not dead, but asleep. And they began making fun of him. But when the crowd had been forced outside, he went in and gently took her by the hand, and the girl got up, and the news of this spread throughout the region. As Jesus went on from there, two blind men began to follow him, shouting, Have mercy on us, son of David. When he went into the house, the blind men came to him. Jesus said to them, Do you believe that I am able to do this? They said to him, Yes, Lord. Then he touched their eyes, saying, Let it be done for you according to your faith. And their eyes were opened. Then Jesus sternly warned them, See that no one knows about this. But they went out and spread the news about him throughout the entire region. As they were going away, a man who was demon-possessed and unable to speak was brought to him. After the demon was cast out, the man, who had been mute, began to speak. The crowds were amazed and said, Never has anything like this been seen in Israel. But the Pharisees said, By the ruler of demons he casts out demons. Then Jesus went throughout all the towns and villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the good news of the kingdom, and healing every kind of disease and sickness. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them, because they were bewildered and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Therefore, ask the Lord of the harvest to send out workers into his harvest-ready fields. Psalm 10 Why, Lord, do you stand far off? 
Why do you pay no attention during times of trouble? The wicked arrogantly chase the oppressed. The oppressed are trapped by the schemes the wicked have dreamed up. Yes, the wicked man boasts because he gets what he wants. The one who robs others curses and rejects the Lord. The wicked man is so arrogant he always thinks, God won't hold me accountable, he doesn't care. He is secure at all times. He has no regard for your commands. He disdains all his enemies. He says to himself, I'll never be upended because I experience no calamity. His mouth is full of curses and deceptive, harmful words. His tongue injures and destroys. He waits in ambush near the villages. In hidden places, he kills the innocent. His eyes look for some unfortunate victim. He lies in ambush in a hidden place like a lion in a thicket. He lies in ambush waiting to catch the oppressed. He catches the oppressed by pulling in his net. His victims are crushed and beaten down. They are trapped in his sturdy nets. He says to himself, God overlooks it. He does not pay attention. He never notices. Rise up, Lord. O God, strike him down. Do not forget the oppressed. Why does the wicked man reject God? He says to himself, You will not hold me accountable. You have taken notice, for you always see one who inflicts pain and suffering. The unfortunate victim entrusts his cause to you. You deliver the fatherless. Break the arm of the wicked and evil man. Hold him accountable for his wicked deeds, which he thought you would not discover. The Lord rules forever. The nations are driven out of his land. Lord, you have heard the request of the oppressed. You make them feel secure because you listened to their prayer. You defend the fatherless and oppressed so that mere mortals may no longer terrorize them. The scriptures quoted are from the Net Bible, netbible.com. Copyright 1996-2019. Used with permission from Biblical Studies Press, LLC. All rights reserved.